but like, whoa, that looks good on a man. Yes, it does. When I see you in that pink shirt, I want to hug you. Oh, baby. I, I want to touch you. Pink. I want to hold your hand. I wow. love when you choose that uh, for when we go on a date. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Use of Color in Relationships. That's right. I have a conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow. And what person to have this conversation best than my wife, Rainbow? Because she is the most colorful person that I know inside and out. And from day one in our relationship, color has been impactful. So I thought it was a good exploration and hopefully it will inspire some thoughts and some conversations in your relationship of how the use of color impacts positively and maybe challenges in your relationships. It's an interesting tool when you really understand the psychology of color. And before we get on to the conversation, a few things I wanna mention. If you go to my website, prepo.com, you can sign up for my newsletter give you some free tips and tools, tell you some of the latest things that I'm doing around online courses and also mentoring groups. And don't worry, I will not inundate you with a bunch of emails. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love if you would leave us a review. That really helps get the word out about our podcast. And if you would like to support the podcast financially, which is a great help and very much appreciated, you can go to the website, prepo.com, hit the podcast page and support the podcast. You can leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. All right, here we go. My conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, about the use of color in relationships. Let's talk about it. Today we're going to dive into this subject about colors and space, how it affects relationship, and what better person to talk about it than with you, Rainbow. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited that you came up with this subject because we were going through several subjects and they did not appeal to me. And today is such a rainy day, gray day. And you had suggested we should talk about the need to be right. And I was like, ah, need something a little more spiritual or funny to brighten up this day. And then you came up with this subject. About color. See, I'm right. I got got to be right. So you got to be right. Yeah, that's for another time. That made your day, Olive. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I certainly love colors, and um, I just know from my life how important they are, wearing colors and surround ourselves with colors and partners, what colors they wear. So we'll have a talk well, about that. Yeah, I'll tell you, my life changed when I met you at uh, 31 years old. I think I met you at 32, 31. And... Uh, how you were with colors and the experiments that I did with wearing colors and having colors around me. And it, it just really transformed my life. I think the biggest way that it transformed my life was the, the daring, the, the risk-taking of actually uh, allowing myself to not just feel secure in my dark colors and the security of just black or... Uh, tone, muted tones that I didn't want to be seen in some way. And when I started experimenting wearing colors, man, like you can't miss people that wear brighter colors. And, uh, but, but I remember that one color that I, that I wore before I met you, I had a fuchsia running jacket that I, that I loved. I thought like that was my most colorful thing that I wore, and it was probably for safety, for running and so forth. But for some reason, you didn't like that. And you later explained to me because it was a cool color. Neon color. Ah, yeah. I, I don't feel attracted to neon colors. Why not? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, you always tell me about you're attracted to more warmer colors, more, more warm tone. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, both, I mean, natural colors, but certainly happy colors that's bright and warm-toned is my favorite, yeah. Mm. Especially purple. It makes me so deeply satisfied, happy. Yeah. And folks, our house is colorful. I mean, we have a very, very, very colorful house. We have murals all over the house that you've painted and all of your other paintings. And that's another thing that I think is important around the colors is because nature has all these colors. We call it, you know, biophilia, which is um, a practice of, of the connection of nature. So we don't call it, it's called biophilia. And that is humankind's innate biological connection with nature and that's why it helps us explain why things like crashing waves captivate us why we love crackling fires why animal companionship and strolling through a park has restorative and healing effects and even though you and i live right in the forest we live in nature we have that a lot in our house Mm -hmm. I want to say, yeah, we are surrounded by a lot of green outside, but there's also a mountain outside, both on the back and the front of the house. So there's not really a broad open view. We do have a stream running down below, but um, no ocean or fields like that. So after a while, I felt the need to have wall paintings in the house that had landscapes 
And especially since I'm from Europe and I like traveling, I wanted landscapes from different countries that would evoke a good feeling of traveling and vacations and imagination for all of us here. And when people come and visit us here, they always comment on how good it feels here. And those who house our house, they are like, oh gosh, we've just been on a wonderful retreat. Yeah, so it's very uplifting. We go from room to room and we kind of travel around the world uh, with all the paintings I have hanged up or murals I painted. I mean, I love all of your murals. You know, you have the mural of the the desert and the red tent and the women in the tent. In the uh, Middle East, we have uh, the Greece Cafe. But the one of my favorites was when you made a very simple mural at the foot of our bed of like sand dunes and walking into the sand dunes um, right into the ocean. And that was so calming. It's like this more, we would wake up and I would look out at the foot of the bed and on the half wall, I really felt like I was being uh, embraced by the morning beach um, warmth and the peace of that and a creative mm-hmm. peace. And exactly. I, and yeah. I think it created peace in our bedroom, which was, I think, really important. Our bedroom has been really peaceful. Uh, even though we'll talk about it uh, when you painted it another color. But the peace in the bedroom, I think, is so important that it enhances people's uh, sleep because the bedroom is for sleep. Um, but the bedroom is also for lovemaking and how to enhance enhance that and not make it cluttered, not make it chaotic. So you have a beautiful way of organizing a space that creates a mood that's alivening and I think very healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it comes to bedrooms, I like it fairly simple and harmonious. And as you say, it was really lovely waking up every morning to the ocean view and the seagulls flying over the ocean. And we still have that in that room. And uh, yeah. So it's like creating what we really love and and get paintings like that in our surroundings. And every year you study like uh, Feng Shui and, and how to create the space, but also what colors for the year are going to be beneficial for us in our individual health life and also in our relationships. Why, how did you get started doing that? Yeah, I think for many years I've had an intuitive sense when I walk into a room and if it feels chaotic or unharmonious, I'm like looking around, ooh, what could be changed? Some chairs or plants or lamps. And I also started a company back in 2005 painting murals for people because I have a sense when I walk into the room, how can I enhance it by uh, what I paint on the walls? What will bring more out for the purpose of that room? So I had that sense. And then it led me to begin to study feng shui 
the arrangements of objects in a room to enhance a harmonious flow of energy. And um, that's a very um, interesting science to study. So I got into the habit of every February before the new Chinese New Year begins to see um, what is suggested to make of changes in the house that will enhance that coming year. And I have much fun doing that in January, February, where uh, life is a bit boring anyway. We're kind of stuck inside due to the weather and that, so why not uh, rearrange things a bit? And it's very fun and adding new colors. Yeah, it's fun to watch. I have no idea what is going to come sometimes. I remember the time that you painted our bedroom red. Though all the walls were this deep, beautiful red. I loved it. And we found out that it had its uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. It was before I got into study feng shui. And I wanted to make a passionate bedroom for us yeah, to baby. enhance our sex life. Yeah. So I chose red and painted all the walls red. And we loved it. It was like a cave. We loved going to bed. And yeah, it wasn't bad for our sex life. So we enjoyed that. But after a year, maybe a year and a half or so, suddenly your blood pressure began growing to heights that was alarming and concerning for us. Yeah, it wasn't the lovemaking that did it. It was, <laughs> it was something else that did it. And, and it came out of the blue. Out of the blue, yeah. And um, then I was actually consulting with a feng shui expert, and he said, paint your bedroom beige. Don't have it red. And so I immediately went out and bought beige paint and painted it beige. And folks are probably want to know, so did Prepo's blood pressure go down? Well, it has. It has slowly go, gone down, definitely, uh, for many different focuses. But that was really surprising to me of how that affected. And also, I didn't sleep so well. Uh, After when, a while, yeah. yeah. First, we thought it was really nice and we slept good. And suddenly it began to bother us. Yeah, like there was yeah. too much energy. There was too much excitement and energy moving in the room. Yeah, I think for a year it was okay. And then the second year was um, not so nice. Mm. But certainly when you had the diagnose with the blood pressure, whew, it changed my action there. And I, I was like, I should not just paint the bedroom red. I should do some study about it. And that's when I got more into feng shui. And your blood pressure got normalized after a while. You took different measures. And um, we slept calmly in the bedroom. And I put up powder blue curtains all over to really calm it down. And is that what blue is made for? Is also a calming, peaceful effect? Yeah, and it gives good communication mm. as well, mm. which we have in our bedroom. That's true, yeah. I don't think I don't think I can remember when we have conflict in our bedroom at all. <laughs> with that, and no, maybe that helps. I, I can't even yeah. with the red. We didn't have conflict, <laughs> mm-hmm. strangely enough, mm-hmm. because we love cuddling up in the red cave. Yeah, but blue—that is interesting. That blue 
uh, helps manifest good good communication. Maybe that's why I don't know. Again, with the the biophilia, how when you're sitting by, I know when I'm sitting by an ocean and the waves and the blue sky, and I contemplate really well. I go inward, but I have great conversations, and I'm wondering if that's around the color of blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could very well be the blue sky above you and the the limitless possibilities of conversation, yeah. but certainly also the fresh air by the ocean. You know, I had a phase of that most people, I think, have a phase of wearing certain colors, and mine was black when when I was uh, in my late twenties, and and I wasn't a very talkative person. I wasn't very outgoing, and it it created some safety for me, some like security. Uh, when I wore black, and um, and I see that also in other people, you know, being a being a counselor, and now I'm aware of colors and what people wear, and and I'm also aware of colors that when I wear, like the Friday, I I came in with green shoes, yellow pants, and a magenta shirt. Well, one of the reasons why I was wearing all those colors because because you and I were going out for a date. Um, that night, and uh, I definitely wear my colors when when we're going out. But people comment about it. They commented in a in a very positive way. They really liked seeing the colors, and I kind of noticed that the sessions were more upbeat um, than people going more inward and uh, maybe mm, more protected. They were more outgoing and actually more vulnerable in some way. Mm-hmm. So maybe they felt more willing to open up and felt more relaxed around you because you wore those happy colors. Yeah. yeah. And you were not wearing guarded colors like black is a more guarded color. It's like an armor we can put on. It gives safety. And and um, I think that um, insecurity can be boosted by the color black, like an armor. Yeah, I would have to say that because I know that as my confidence and self-worth increased, that's when I was able to be more vulnerable with with colors. Like the one time when you made me this beautiful prince-like outfit, and I call it baggy pants and a vest and a prince-like um hat that was orange velvet and I was like wow okay that's uh pretty bold I'm gonna go out I'm gonna go out in public and wear it and we were living in Boulder at the time and I walked down the street uh the walking street and I could see people staring at me I could feel the energy of also judgment and uh people kind of smirking and laughing and I wanted to jump out of my skin and leave until all of a sudden I saw somebody that I knew, a person that lived down the street. And when he woke up and he looked at me, he was like, wow, people, man, you look fantastic. <laughs> and my confidence came back and I hugged him. And and as I walked down the street after that with my confidence, people were actually starting to come up to me and telling me how much they really loved the color and the clothes that I was wearing. So it, it transformed inward to my outward expression. So I also know now, when I love wearing my bright colors, 
I don't give a fuck what people think at all. I do it also for me. And I also do it because I want to brighten up the world. And I want people to have some of that um, inspiration uh, to dare to do something like that. The one thing that I think also that I love is that colors are there just for our pure enjoyment. And why not? That's what you taught me. Like, why not have, wear some beautiful colors, some expressive colors for just the enjoyment of seeing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you had that personal powerful experience there of experimenting with the color orange because it does take courage to wear the color orange and the funny thing is that it also gives confidence orange does yeah and but uh if if you're a little insecure about it, which you were when you went to town in that clothes, you were mm-hmm. a little unsure about it, you were testing it out in the public. So then you were like, ooh, and then you get those reactions back. Your your security in the color, you were not so familiar with it yet. Uh, so you got those kind of reactions. And then when you changed around by being confirmed by Michael, who said, I really like how you look. Like just the confirmation from one person can change things. And then you embraced the color. You had already walked down the street. So now you could take one more stroll down the street coming from a confident point in yourself. And what a powerful experience you had. They are feeling both the insecurity and being aligned with the color you were wearing. Yeah. What is your favorite color that you feel when you're wearing it that you feel authentic? And I mean, I know every day I call it that you paint yourself. When you when you get dressed, you are painting yourself. You just don't throw something on. It takes a, a little while, not only to feel comfortable in it, but boy, how you put things together and your colors. Uh, you know, some people are, are pretty chaotic sometimes when they wear their colors just to be colorful and, and sometimes it's shocking, but I don't, I don't experience the shocking with you. I feel um, inspired, like, whoa, that is cool when I see you. So I'm, I'm just curious of, one, like, did you always dress in colors? And I guess my other color uh, question was, around what color do you feel most authentic in? Mm-hmm. Two big questions there, Lovey. Yeah, babe. Uh, let's see. So my favorite color, if I want to stay confident, is turquoise. Mm-hmm. When I wear turquoise, I am confident. And when I want to have a little power, a little extra power, I wear orange and rust colors. If I know I need to assert myself, if I know I'm around powerful people and um, I need to make some statements, then um, I try to align myself with the orange rusty colors and put them on because it can come across a little intimidating to others. And I use that on purpose when I feel I need to be in the power around these people. Hmm. Yeah, because there is what's called color psychology. 
And that actually deals with the emotional and mental response that people have in the presence of color. And uh, I don't think we utilize it enough to really understand how we can be uh, a certain emotional expression um, around others utilizing the tools of color. And I know for you and I, there's times where it surprises the shit out of me. Sometimes when we're getting dressed and we're getting ready to go out together and as we're walking out the door, it dawns on me, I look and go, oh my gosh, we like match. Our color coordination kind of matched and we never talked about us doing that. Certain uh, hues of gold and yellow and green and how how we match off of each other. And sometimes I think, wow, we're really in sync. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's something about being in sync and usually those days really go well. Yeah, that's true. It's really interesting to see. And it's not necessarily that we're wearing the same colors or there might be just one color that I'm wearing that you're wearing, but it's that they are harmonious together and they're kind of in the same color family. So, um, yeah. And then their communication between us flow and we're kind of seeking the same entertainment as we're walking the street. And so it's very interesting to experience. And then there's other days where we go on a date and you're already in town and I'm dressing from home and we might not have at all matching colors. And we're two very unique combinations of colors where you might be blue and green and I might be orange and they're not necessarily complementary colors, but yet it gives for a dynamic experience together. It gives for lively conversation as we're walking down the street and going into galleries or whatever we're doing. Yeah. And sometimes it, it really surprises me out of the blue, once in a while, you I, I never see you wear black. I, and so you don't wear black, but you might... You wear like a a muted color, and I sometimes it shocks me because I'm not. It's disorientated. Like who is this person? A little bit, and and uh, but sometimes I know it's your your mood is more inward at that time, and but it surprises me because it's it's very few and far between that you wear those muted colors, and uh, and I have to in some way adjust knowing, and, and I know I, I ask you more questions of maybe what's going on for you or um, knowing that you are, again, like more more inward. So I wanna know what's going on in your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I cannot wear the color white, for example. I try it on. Oh, I want to wear white. I see it on others. But first of all, I think it's so impractical. I'm going to trip something on it. And it just doesn't align with my energy at all. Over the years, I've tried on other people's white clothes or so, and I was like, no, take it off. I cannot wear it. And with black, it's also hard for me to wear black. I could wear black when I had a black leather outfit, when I drove motorbike, when I was 18 to 20. I had black leather pants and black leather jacket. And 
that was fine. It it felt like a good armor and felt fitting for driving, uh, sitting on the back of a motorbike. But um, it's funny when I do wear black now and then, and most of the time I feel a little awkward in black. Mm. It's kind of subduing my energies. And it's like I'm holding parts of myself back when I wear black. It's like I'm wearing black to fit in. Um, it's It can be at... Uh, family parties, for example, where people dress up that I may might choose to wear black so I can fit in or other things like that. And it's like, oh, it's not really my nature no. to wear a uniform. Mm. And I always regret it when I wear black. It doesn't really show who I am. I think it's interesting too of, you know, we grew up with these biases around colors. Uh, male, masculine color, or or feminine color. Like most men have a really hard time wearing salmon or pink. And I haven't worn that a lot, but I know I have a kind of a salmon pink shirt that it's a summer button-down shirt. When I do wear it, uh, you love it. I love seeing <laughs> you in it. Why? What, what is it about? Pink is soothing, right? The color mm -hmm. helps soothe, but... Why do you like to? I, when I look at a man in, in pink or salmon, like I, I'm attracted to that to, to that guy. It's like, wow. One, it's guts. Two, there's just something about it. I think it's actually masculine in some way than than feminine. Mm -hmm. It kind of like shocks me. Like I should be thinking that that that's not what a man wears, but like, whoa, that looks good on a man. Yes, it does. When I see you in that pink shirt, I want to hug you. Oh, baby. I, I want I to touch you. I want to hold your hand. I wow. love when you choose that uh, for when we go on a date. Mm. Wow. So what other colors are you attracted when I wear? Because <laughs> I, I got to write these down. You know, I, I got to know that. I know that I know that colors you're attracted to, but I want to know specifically, like, what, what, what colors that I wear brings out a certain attraction or thought process of how you perceive me? Hmm. Well, I love so many colors, lovey. Um, I do like when you wear purple, yeah, a joyful purple, warm tone purple. And you did steal my purple fleece jacket that I bought when I was 30. I sure did. And when you met me, you just took that. Yeah. It was such a yummy, warm purple. And the funny thing is, it is still in good shape here 33 years later. And Sander took it from you, and he's wearing it in Holland. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm cool. kind of missing it a little bit. <laughs> but luckily, I have other yummy purple jackets that can make up for it. I'm really happy that Sander want to wear it as well. You like when I wear yellow. Mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. do love you. And you always orange. Say that, you always say sunshine. You know that that uh, even on a, on a gray day or something. If I wear yellow, you're happy because he's you feel it, it brings out the sunshine. Mm, that's yeah. true. So purple, yellow, and orange makes my heart smile when I see you. That's for sure. And then when you wear blue and turquoise and green. I think you look very handsome and cool. Mm. 
Nice. You know, I was just thinking also, you know, there was a time when we do our appreciation, heart shares, that the space, you know, needs to be um, just conducive of clarity. And I know that we, we like to do it sometimes sitting on the sofa. And there was a time when you were uh, knitting and you ended up knitting us a colorful heart share blanket with hearts on it and so forth. And and I believe it was like a turquoise color. Is that true? There was like a turquoise six foot blanket that when we did our heart shares, we would take that out and we would uh, put it among us. So I'm thinking right now, turquoise or blue, like for good, clear communication. Did you have that in mind when you mm. did that? Yes, it was turquoise wool that I needed that scarf. I did not. I don't think I had a mind about, oh, blue will be good communication. That color just joys my heart, turquoise. Mm. And I thought it was harmonious, and it could be a boy color, girl color. <laughs> yeah, mm. so I made that and felt good between us. Mm. But you know what's funny? So ever since I was very young, both my mom, my sister, and I was into the study of fashion and colors that fits us and uh, we took a workshop about what season we each are and it turned out that my mom me and my sister was three different seasons and with that I mean so my mom is a winter season for example so black and white and cool colors look beautiful on her and make her look harmonious it wouldn't look good on me at all. I am the autumn. I need spice, warm spice colors. Then I feel harmonious and I know it enhances my coloring of my eyes and my hair and my skin. And my sister, she is the spring season and she looks wonderful in the spring pastel colors. I was just thinking when you were when you were saying that my dad's colors combination were were brown and beige, and he would he had a brown and beige car. Our apartment had brown and beige carpeting and sofa. The, some of his clothes. I remember when it was in the eighties, those jogging outfits. He had a brown and beige, and when I see that combination of brown and beige, my heart melts because it totally reminds me of my father. Um, I like it. I mean, it feels grounding to me. I don't wear a lot of that combination, but like, that's my dad. And I would, if I would say to my sister, like, what's dad's color? She would say brown and beige, you know, beige and brown. And it's, it's interesting that, that, that can invoke memories, um, positive, but probably negative of, of people and, and, um, and that energy and, and the mood of that person. So. Brown and beige will always remind me of, of my father. Mm, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. And he seemed to be a calm man. That's true. He was very grounded, very calm, um, quiet and calm, but um, grounded in that way. Mm. You know, we're, we're in Xander's room where our studio is, and I did flashbacks and memories of when he was a young kid, he had murals all over, colorful murals when he was small. Yeah. 
When he was little and moved into the room around, I don't know, five, um, I painted Waldorf-style murals, nature murals around the walls, but the basic color behind them was pale, pale baby pink and pale yellow on the walls and then the murals on that for early childhood harmony. And uh, so we had that for some years, and then I began to make more colorful murals as he grew older and more bold themes and animals on them. I moved away from the muted Waldorf style, and it became animated and uh, more colorful. And all of a sudden, when he was 12, 13, he was like, Mom, I'm done with all the murals. He had loved them dearly, but he was like, I want black and red. And I was like, okay, you sure you want red? That's a very powerful color. He was absolutely sure, black and red. Well, you liked the red because it was Danish red, right? Yeah, I went and got got color swaps so that he could choose if he wanted cold tones or warm tones or burgundy. I didn't want to be domineering to him. I wanted him to choose the red color since that was his wish. So I brought all these swaps home and he chose that warm red color. And then together we painted the room and he decided, I want this wall black, I want this one red, I want this one red, and then he wanted all the trim black. So we did it together, and it was a really lovely project to do together. Right at that time where he was entering into teenage years, 13, and I also think it was really cool that he wanted this because it's also a time when he is saying goodbye to childhood and going into teenage years, but also he is getting into the face of cutting with mom and finding his own feet. And I knew about that psychology, so of course I wanted him to assert himself and surround himself with the colors of his own choice in his room, in his cave. Yeah, I was I was so impressed that you really allowed him to go that bold. I mean, all of the walls were were red, and and uh, and then when he and turned, black, yeah, and black. And then when he turned sixteen, seventeen, he wanted to change that. Then lo- he was done with yeah. that. And lo and behold, red. we're in his room, and what's the color of the walls? Blue. And what am I doing? That's why I do my podcast. That's why I communicate. <laughs> I just thought about that. Just looking all around and you have the drapes that are also um, blue. So that does enhance. To enhance communication wow. for your podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah, very cool. yeah, and I'm really glad that he was ready for blue deer uh, when he was around 16, 17. And again, I brought color swaps home for him to choose the exact blue he wanted. And I was really pleased that he chose a warm tone, deep powder blue. So it's still a strong blue. Mm -hmm. And he kept a lot of the black here as well. So more harmonious, I would say, than the red. 
But he had to go through that phase of cutting with me. And that was also the phase where he was going through teenagehood of being a little angry at mom. And, you know, so he had to go through that. And red is also have to do with anger. It has to do with many different emotions, not just positive passion. So, um, yeah, so I knew there was a shift when he chose the blue. You know, I'm also thinking about, I have, I have glasses. Um, first time I, in my life, two years ago, I, I got glasses and the tint that I have on them, you know, for when there's brighter light, a tint happens. I chose purple. And when I think about it in the last couple of years, I've been reevaluating re my relationship with my own let's say spirituality in some way. And my eyes actually look out and see purple tint. I don't, I don't see it myself so much, but I think if people see it more from looking at, but just thinking about that, that I'm, that I'm wearing purple a lot and I am getting into more aspects of me as a spiritual being, my humility and humbleness of a human being walking on this earth. And, and I just put that together that uh, my tint of my eyeglasses are purple. So it's, it, to me, it's just amazing. And being with you again, um, how color affects us in so many ways and why I wanted to do this podcast for, for couples and families to really take a look and explore how does color show up in their life and in what ways can they experiment with it to shift and change their relationships? Is it beneficial in some ways? Is there judgment when people wear colors? I know, again, we talked about the masculine and feminine. Do parents or other people make judgments when they think a certain color should not be worn by a person? I think that's a, it's a really a horrible thing, I'm gonna say that, to judge somebody for wearing a freaking color you know, their expression, that could really just cut the person in a, in a self-worth way of just how they come out um, in the world. So I would want to, you know, people to put attention on the sensitivity when people are experimenting with colors uh, to make positive comments when you see people wear colors. I love when you comment when I'm wearing colors and I try to do the same for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's support what, what we want to wear and rejoice in that. And <clears throat> the colors we wear certainly um, affect the people who look at us and, and see us. Mm. I wanted to say that my sister, she was 19 when she got her first son. And she was absolutely sure that she wanted him to wear baby pink clothes and my mom was knitting blouses for him and over the years through his childhood he would have pink you know this powder uh, warm tone pink and he his hair was all white huh. and it was so beautiful to him and he felt so comfortable in it I don't think he was ever teased and it was, I think she tuned in to some colors that was good for him and put that on him. And 
It was right on. He was so comfortable in it. And he is such a masculine kind of boy. I mean, now he's 40, uh, very masculine and into Aikido and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, when I think of Sylvester, I do think of, I, I remember seeing a lot of those pictures of him and his white hair and those colors. Mm-hmm. I just think it's great for people to to start experimenting, even putting colors around them and their rooms and and to see how that affects their relationships you know how the color of yellow we're no experts in the science around it but how you know yellow is the color of the mind and the intellect and and the logical brain maybe you're going to put some yellow around your office or having green that creates uh you know signifies nature and the balance of of growth and harmony and and especially healing so that would be a, a good color um, if people need need healing. And of course, what we talked about with blue of serenity and peace and red around passion and purple around imagination and spirituality. So I think people can go and research all of that themselves, but even to put that around a bedside table or to have it around, I remember you would tell me to wear colored socks. Um, if I didn't want to, uh, wear something bright because i would say no 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 no. i need to wear like something muted in this meeting and so forth and you say well wear wear red socks because that will exuberate confidence in you but you don't have to show it off Mm -hmm. exactly because the color red is grounding and gives confidence so it's smart trick to wear red socks or red underwear red tank top underneath a t-shirt or or whatever to um, have that uh, invisible Superman power mm. under the clothes. <laughs> Use the colors, you yeah. know, yeah. with insight and knowledge. Yeah. Well, thank you, my love. Oh, no, we're not finished? No? I have more to say. Are we already at the end? Yeah, oh, gosh, we're... this has just flown and flown. Okay, I was just thinking, you know, in our bedroom, we have had these powder blue curtains for two or three years. And I was just beginning to think, I think I crave pinkish Uh-oh. curtains mm. in there. Huh? Uh, I mean, I love when you wear that pinkish yeah. okay. shirt. Okay, we'll go And <clears throat> I was just thinking, could meet it, need a little more spice in our sex life again. I think it's time for a little injection. So um, I want to look for some pink fabric and get some pink curtains in there and see how it's going to affect us. Well, I'll get some pink pajamas if that's going to help Ooh, our sex Ooh, I life. like that. <laughs> yes, I would Here. like you to get some more pink clothes, love. Okay, I'll do that. Mm. And you know what? I thought it was fun you said before, or interesting, <clears throat> about your glasses that has that purple tint to them. And um, because for some years, and I, I know there's a famous saying, you know, wear pink glasses. Like it's an outlook, it's an attitude of how we look at life. Wear pink glasses. I mean, brighten up a little bit. Yeah. Add a little spice, a little something. Yeah. I love it when when I get that comment. I'm walking down the street, and the sun's out, so my purple glasses are shining, and I get comments from people. And so, you know, it's, I know I'm making a inspiring feel 
to somebody just in that. And I'm, that's not purposeful. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, experiment with small things for a start. Take it baby steps by baby steps. And if you want to go for the rooms, paint one wall and could paint it a light tone yellow first and then see if you want to go for a stronger tone yellow. In our living room, we have <clears throat> several walls are yellow. And the dining room is more salmon. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, um, we got blue sofas in. And I was really against blue, so I wasn't attracted to that. But it felt really good to have those blue sofas in. And it helped anchor in the energy with all the yellow and salmon and all my red pillows to anchor it in with the powder blue sofas. So it's just interesting to experiment with. Yeah. Just call it. some fun. Yeah. Just, you know, go ahead and and experiment. And um, just colors are just really influential in mood and and, uh, emotions in people. So I think that just be cognizant of it in your relationship and uh, use it as a tool to maybe even shift some of the energy of your relationship. Mm-hmm. But a very, very simple thing instead of painting walls could simply be the choice of paintings on the walls. And I mean, I imagine living in an apartment in a city that it would be quite important to have landscape paintings around there for one's well-being to surround oneself with something that softens it up and feel more like nature is brought in to the apartment so that could be a really good step to go yeah well thank you my love my ivana rainbow uh that was this was a fun conversation and something out of the blue um for uh uh-huh. <laughs> you like that something out of the blue to go ahead Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And I'm on a roll. I hardly don't want to stop, but uh, I will stop now. I just love talking about colors. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think our life is full of colors in many different ways. So thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting me to this talk. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit prepo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.